Welcome to City Man. I want to thank you for being here. If this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for returning. I'd also like to ask that after the podcast, you take a minute and leave a review on whatever platform it is you listen on, or for that matter, whatever platform you watch on as we're live on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, recording for YouTube. And lastly, we keep all of our show notes on patreon.com slash the sedated man. So when we're done here, I'll post the show notes for this one. All of the past show notes are there as well. I did have to go in as a kind of a logistics uh, update. I did have to go in and I did have to update a lot of the links to the books. So if you go to an older podcast and you're looking at some of the Amazon links in the books, uh, go to the current one because the current links for those books should be right on the money. I went in and checked them myself today. The rest of the links are good. Please feel free. Once again, that's patreon.com. And that's the show notes, the scripture references. All of it will be there. And if you have any questions, as usual, you can reach me at mike at thesedatedman.com. So today, welcome to episode 52. Episode 52, making things right with a deceased parent. Now, so the movie that's out there, uh, it's called I Can Only Imagine, or You Can Only Imagine. I think it's I Can Only Imagine. And it's about the song I Can Only Imagine that was put out, oh, a little while ago. I've put off watching that movie for quite some time now because that movie lives very close to where I grew up. Uh, not physically, but the story. Uh, my dad and I didn't actually start to get along until the last two years before he died. However, you know, in the movie, he actually reconciled with his father. He forgave his father and they became friends. That never truly happened with my dad and I. And so the movie was excellent. Now, if you've been listening to me very long, you know I don't like Christian movies that portray everybody as weepy. You know, weepy men, weepy everybody. Okay, this movie was not, yes, there were crying scenes. This movie was not a weepy movie, which I really appreciated because I don't like how Hollywood paints Christian men as weepy men. But this movie was not that way. I was very thankful. It was very well done. So with that in mind, was it hard to watch a movie? There were parts that were hard to watch, yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy in the movie is portrayed as being physically beaten constantly. I got beat a few times, but my dad's uh, main mode of, of abuse was verbal. And he was a big guy, and he was very capable of violence, uh, as had been evidenced by his life prior to my coming into the world. So with that, I want to I want to tell you a little bit of something. I mean, this is a difficult subject for me. And I know if it's a difficult subject for me, it's a difficult subject for a lot of men because it is one of those things that will hold you back regardless of what you say it's doing. Well, I chose to forget it. I chose to stuff it. No, I got it. Bull crap. You have stuffed it and more than likely not dealt with it. And this show, this show is about dealing with it. It's about dealing with it for me and it's about dealing with it for you. Now, one of the, the good memories I have of my dad, and quite honestly, I, I really don't have, I could count on one hand probably how many good memories I have of my dad. And if you're like me, there are entire points or parts, I should say, of my childhood that are kind of black. I just don't remember. There's chunks that are just gone. So, but one time was, I was young. We are living in Tucson, Arizona. And if you live in Tucson, I love Tucson. But... So we were living in a garage that was converted into an apartment. So there were the three of us. It was my my mom, my dad, and I. 
my brother hadn't been born yet. And, uh, and so, and we were, you know, very poor. So we were in this garage apartment and it wasn't an above apartment. It was the actual garage was converted to an apartment. Well, when it rains in Tucson, boy, it comes all at once. And I mean, you're talking flash floods and you're talking, cause there's no absorption rate in that soil. So, well, if there is any soil, it might be all sand, but what would happen was the rain would come in and it would wash all of the dirt and the sand in the driveway right up against the front door. And there was no other way out. The front door was it. And so my dad, who was a heavyset guy, decided that going out the bat, he would normally, he would normally be able to just push the sand out of the way enough to sneak out there and shovel it out of the way like snow. Well, this particular time he couldn't get the door open. Okay. We knew when it was happening because water would start rolling under the door. So, so we had water start rolling under the door, only this time it was a torrential downpour and it had put a lot more sand against that door than we had anticipated. And I was just, I was little, I mean, little, little. So I couldn't help. I couldn't do anything. So dad tried pushing that door open, couldn't get it open. So his idea was to go through the bathroom window. Well, it's pouring rain outside. So dad tries to snake himself through this little window, can't get through. So he has the great idea you know, it's on the side of the house. Neighbors can't really see. So he strips down to his underwear to get out this window. So he gets himself wedged in the window and just his underwear gets his, I told you he's a heavyset guy, gets his gut through there. His gut slips through and now suddenly the rest of him won't go. So he's literally stuck in the window with his head outside. And I mean, he is getting poured on from the outside and only his lower half is sticking out the inside flailing because he's trying to get through the through the thing and dad was about six one and i'll bet he was about 250 at that point so now this is one one of the reasons i remember this is my dad was an angry man very very angry man but at this particular point he is laughing hysterically and that's all you can hear on the other side is laughing i thought for sure he was going to tear the whole wall down out of anger but he he wasn't he was laughing he found it hilarious he did eventually get himself through that window and, and got, we threw his clothes out to him and he got that, that door open. But the point was, is he was stuck and he didn't just wiggle around to get through there. Finally, he had serious issues getting through that window. It took a while. I'd say a good half hour, 45 minutes for him to shimmy himself enough to finally get through there without getting hurt. Now, what's the point there? My point is, is that most men theoretically will go through that window, get stuck and hang there, stay there or go back in the house. That's how they'll treat this thing called forgiveness. Because although the movie put it out there that this guy actually had time to go back and see his dad before he died and spend time with him and reconcile and forgive, that is not the case for all of us. What do you do? What do you do when your parent dies and things have not been reconciled. What do you do with your family? How do you live every day with that hanging in the back of your mind? Something I read in an article I linked in the show notes was, if you don't choose forgiveness, you will choose bitterness. Now for me that hit hard, I've never heard that before, but it's true. You have two choices. It's not I can forgive or not forgive or I can become bitter. If you don't choose forgiveness, scripturally speaking, they're right. 
you're choosing forgive or you're choosing bitterness. In Colossians chapter 3, chapter 3 and verse 15, or I'm sorry, verse 13, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you indeed were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, if you're watching me live, my light is seriously flickering in my office, so I apologize. Not sure what's going on there. Technical difficulty, I apologize. So Colossians chapter 3. So forgiving just as the Lord forgave you. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. In other words, forgiving others is directly tied to being forgiven. So what am I saying? Don't think for two seconds your family doesn't know that you've been carrying this. I have carried this with me my entire life. My problem was with my dad was he was exceptionally verbally abusive. Anytime he could talk me down, he would. Are you stupid? Do you need to go to reform school? Do you need to you know, do, do you need summer school? Why can't you do this? I, I'll just give it to me. I'll do it myself. All things he said to me every day, every day. Let me tell you something. If you're using something negative on your kid every day, they will struggle with that for the next 40 years. I'm 48 years old. It was only within the last 10 years that I even started to believe that I could do things. And today I can tell you right now that I can do things, but I still carry this. There's a part of me that would like to believe I've forgiven my dad. And after going through the study today, I'm not sure that I have. Was he sorry? I would like to think he was. But what did I choose? If I didn't choose forgiveness, I chose bitterness. Forgiving others directly tied to my being forgiven. Luke chapter 7. Sorry, chapter 6. In verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. So, so love and do good, bless and pray. Nowhere in that scripture does it suggest that they'll stop hating, cursing, or being your enemy just because you're doing good. In other words, just because you're praying for them doesn't mean they're going to give a rat's whatever about you. But remember that we can never underestimate God's power to change lives through our prayers. This world still spins because of the prayers of Christians. One day it's going to stop, yeah. And if you're more worried about the day it stops than today, get back in your Bible because that is not an accurate picture. Scripture says worry about today, doesn't it? 
This is your heart. This is your salvation. This is what keeps you above reproach and keeps the main thing the main thing. When he's telling you to love your enemies, he's telling you to do good those that hate you. He's telling you to bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. You do it regardless. It makes no difference how they feel about you. No difference what they do with you. No difference if they forgive you, if they ever look at you, if they ever acknowledge your kindness. You are above reproach. You have chosen Christ's love over your hard feelings. Because once again, if you're not forgiving, you're choosing bitterness. Ultimately, Luke chapter 6 keeps the love of Christ front and center. Let me tell you something. Doing this study, you, you know it, I know it. I could go on all day about forgiveness alone. I could do the next 10 podcasts just on forgiveness But I don't want to insult your intelligence. If you claim God at all, whether you be Christian or just God-fearing, you know what you need to do. I know what I need to do. This is an accountability just as much for me as anybody else. I'm not going to sit here high and mighty and say I've handled that. I don't, I don't know that I have. I'm not going to lie. I'm still pretty angry with my father. 48 years old. It's like two people, okay? Part of me is really angry with my father. The other part of me thinks it's ridiculous that I'm angry about this at all. I'm 48. It's been longer that he's been dead than he was alive, and I had to deal with him. So take note, dads, that your words matter with your children. Never put your kids in a position where they have to wonder when you're gone, should I have forgiven dad? Are you God-fearing, or do you just look that way? How's the inside of the cup? Look that one up. Hebrews chapter 12. In verse 14. Pursue peace with all men, and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it, many be defiled. So pursue peace, right? Because without peace, no one's going to see God. And peace will look different for everybody. Peace does not have to look like, you know, the, I don't know, however Hollywood paints it, where everybody, everything is good and, you know, butterflies fly and flowers are blooming. Peace will look different for everybody. And that's okay. Now, what do I mean by that? Take a look around you. Your relationship with one person is not exactly the same as it is with another person, even though you may be really good friends or best friends with both. The relationships are different. Therefore, the peace between you will be different. And it's okay, but it's still peace. The root of bitterness, it can spring up and it causes trouble and it affects many so when, you're stuffed your, when you've stuffed your feelings like we talked about in the beginning and you think to yourself or you say it out loud, I got this. It's no big deal. It doesn't affect anyone but me. I choose to put it aside. Let me tell you something right now. You are lying to yourself. You're lying to God and you're li lying to everyone you care about. They know. They see it. Don't think for two seconds that one of my wife's biggest concerns for the last 24 years hasn't been 
this thing that I carry with me. My family has is not very close. I haven't talked to my brother in I don't know how long. I don't hate the guy. We are just not close. My mother, quite honestly, unfriended me on Facebook, hasn't talked to me in I don't know how long. Why? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I can legitimately say that I tried to make things work and then one day, poof. And I know there's a number of you out there that have, that have had similar circumstances. But just because she's not willing to talk to me doesn't mean I can't forgive her. Now, I can say that I've forgiven her. I'm not going to stand here and lie to you guys and be a hypocrite. I am still unsure as to whether I've forgiven my dad. And when I say that, odds are I probably have not. You know, we as men, we set goals for ourselves. My goal when I left the house was to not be my dad. When my oldest son was five years old, it occurred to me I had already done that. I was already a better dad and husband and worker than my father ever was. I thought it'd take me a lifetime. It took me till my oldest son was five and I realized, oh, so then what? Well, I got to raise my family. I got to do good. I got to, you know, knuckle down, knuckle down, knuckle down. So I did that. Here I am. My last son, his graduation party is in May. Out of five boys, my last son's graduating and he'll be starting his life. And here I am realizing that my lack of forgiveness of my dad has caused mediocre Christianity in me because I've chosen to carry a poison that I hope makes him feel bad. The guy that's been dead since 1993. My biggest fear, that my dad was right, that I'm really an idiot. But I can tell you that I know that I am not. But it lurks. It hangs. And I think it may be my lack of forgiveness that allows it to have its own space, its own room in the back of my mind. Your family knows. And if your family knows, then you are not truly above reproach. If you don't choose forgiveness, you choose bitterness. So what does that mean for those who are gone? It means we need to forgive. It means we need to ask forgiveness from our God if we have held this grudge because we're wrong. We're wrong. I'm wrong. And we need to let it go with a glad heart. We need to remember that reciprocating forgiveness is not a pre or post requisite for our forgiving. What does that mean? Once again, that our forgiveness is not dependent on the forgiveness of the other person. It's not dependent on whether they think we were right, wrong, or otherwise. It's not dependent on anything. Our forgiveness says that we care about them so much that we're not going to let it hang things up. Now, that doesn't mean you automatically have to trust again. That doesn't mean you have to let a caustic person back into your life. That doesn't mean you have to drop boundaries. Healthy boundaries are something we're going to talk about again in a later podcast. It doesn't mean that you have to let your defenses down and let somebody come in and tear your family apart. What it means is that you have to forgive the transgression, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Remember, 
Forgive just as the Lord forgave you. And love is the perfect bond of unity. How can we have unity with all this angst? It's my big word for the day, angst. With all this angst among brothers and sisters in Christ, among those who claim to be God-fearing, forgiveness keeps the church divided. But forgiveness of a loved one who is gone keeps us divided within ourselves. I want to thank everybody for coming today. I know some of you have watched live, and some of you will watch live. Well, some of you watch the replays. Some of you really like the podcast platform. I listen to podcasts constantly when I'm driving in my van every day. So with that, our primary platform is Anchor.fm, but you can also find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. You can find us also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can reach me directly at mike at the sedatedman.com. I'm available for mentoring. I'm available if you have questions. I am going to start interviewing very soon. If you have if you want to be interviewed by me, you can email me at mike at the sedatedman.com. If there is somebody you want me to interview, I don't care how high or how low they are, let me know and I will do my everything to get them on the show. I'm also available for public speaking opportunities, just let me know. And with that, Go forth and conquer.